0: A decade after Mexico became a testbed for the global spy tool now known as Pegasus, prosecutors still can't say who ordered the mass surveillance of innocent civilians and government critics. Mexico alone spent more than $160 million on Pegasus over a decade, giving ministries the power to spy on ordinary people and opponents of the then government. Despite all the forensic evidence showing the software had been widely used to target government critics there has only been one arrest of a technician who worked for a private firm on allegations he was involved in illegally tapping a phone of a broadcast journalist. What is going on everyone? I'm your host, Kevin Munoz. This is the Leo Podcast tech segment where we talk about all things tech. For today's tech segment, we're going to be talking about Pegasus, a software developed by the Israeli company NSO and Mexico's use of this software on innocent civilians and government critics. This is today's free episode. If you want early access to episodes and today's bonus episode, you can find that right now on our Patreon.com slash And if not, then enjoy this one. Before taking a deep dive into Mexico's use of Pegasus, let's look into what exactly Pegasus software does and where it came from. In 2010, the tech firm from Israel, known as NSO, was created. They became known for developing best-in-class technology to help government agencies detect and prevent a wide range of local and global threats. Pegasus is the name of the proprietary spyware that they became primarily known for. It became such a huge product because of how powerful it is. So you know how with usual phishing scams, you have to click on a link or download something and then your device becomes infected? Well, Pegasus, according to the Washington Post, can be installed remotely without a surveillance target ever having to open a document or website link. Pegasus reveals pretty much everything in your device to all the NSO customers who control it. I'm talking about text messages, photos, emails, videos, contact lists, recording your phone calls, and it can even secretly turn on a phone's microphone and cameras to create new recordings. It's not supposed to be used to go after activists, journalists, and politicians. As I mentioned before on their website, they state the NSO group licenses its products only to government intelligence and law enforcement agencies for the sole purpose of preventing and investigating terror and serious crime. However, where there is a powerful technology, there are also power corrupt humans and governments who end up getting their hands on it and exploiting it as was the case in Mexico. Mexico was known as the testbed for the military-grade Israeli spyware, Pegasus, and one of the first entities outside of Israel with contracts dating back to 2011. In over a decade, they spent more than $160 million on Pegasus. So what was Mexico using Pegasus for over the years? Surely for positive things, right? 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 Wrong. According to an investigation by a collaboration of international media outlets, including The Guardian, at least 50 people linked to Mexico's president Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, including his wife, children, aides, and doctor, were included in a leaked list of numbers selected by government clients of the Israeli spyware company NSO Group before his election. Politicians from every party as well as journalists, lawyers, activists, prosecutors, diplomats, teachers, judges, doctors, and academics were all on the list of more than 15,000 individuals selected as possible targets for surveillance between 2016 and 2017. There were an insane amount of Mexican numbers in the leaked data. Like more than 50,000 phone numbers, including phones belonging to priests, victim of state-sponsored crimes, and the children of high-profile figures, which, of course, severely undermines NSO's claims that its hacking software is only used by its clients to fight serious crime and terrorism. During this time, Enrique Peña Nieto was the president, and let's just say he and his party weren't doing too hot in the polls. So how do you improve poll numbers? by listening to the people, of course, except without their knowledge. There were findings reflecting warnings from security experts that cyber surveillance is unregulated and out of control in Mexico. Their defense ministry was the first to acquire spyware in 2011, five years after the armed forces were deployed in the war against drugs. When the deal was made, Mexico's police, army, and navy had already been implicated in systematic human rights abuses, including torture and forced disappearances and extrajudicial killings. To quote, Guillermo Valdez Castellanos, the head of CSEN from 2006 to 2011, technology like Pegasus is very useful for fighting organized crime, but the total lack of checks and balances means it easily ends up in private hands and used for political and personal gains without accountability don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this quick break what's going on everyone i decided to use this time to feature other indie podcasters that have amazing podcasts that i think you would also enjoy for today's featured podcast if you love cuentos folklore y más then you have to check out a spooky tales this is a show hosted by my friends Christina and MJ discussing everything as spooky with a focus on Latinx stories, folklore, and legends. If that sounds like something you'd enjoy then make sure you give them a listen and tell them that Kev sent you. Now let's get back to today's episode. Perhaps the most damaging example of this was the horrific case of 43 disappeared students, which implicated powerful institutions and political figures including Peña's close ally, Domas Seron the director of the Attorney General's Criminal Investigation Agency, and a signatory of the Pegasus contracts. On the 26th of September, 2014, 43 young men from the Ayotzinapa Rural Teachers College in Guerrero State were abducted by police officers colluding with a local crime faction. Afterwards, the government repeatedly lied about the events of that night, including the potential involvement of the local army battalion. The remains of three students were eventually found, but the rest remained missing. Amid the growing outcry, the government was forced to accept an international investigation by a team of experts with diplomatic status known as GIEI. Citizen Lab, a research unit at the University of Toronto, previously revealed that a phone belonging to the group was targeted by Pegasus in March 2016 after GIEI condemned government interference. The leaked data seen by Pegasus Project shows that at least one other GIEI phone was selected as a candidate for surveillance, as were those belonging to the relatives of at least three of the victims. Another example is how Pegasus software was used on journalists. Mexico has become to be known as the world's deadliest country for journalists accounting for one-sixth of journalists killed in 2020. Mexico, for a while now, has been the most dangerous place for journalists outside an official war zone. On the 2nd of March in 2017, Cecilio Pineda Birto, a 38-year-old freelancer, made a broadcast about alleged corruption. Hours later, he was shot dead in Ciudad Altamirano, a town in the southern Mexican region of Tierra Caliente, a battleground for rival organized crime factions. A few hours earlier, Pineda, through a Facebook Live, had accused state police and local politicians of colluding with a violent local capo known as El Tequilero. In previous weeks, Pineda had received a string of anonymous death threats. At about the same time, his mobile phone was selected as a possible target for surveillance by a Mexican client of the spyware company NSO Group. As you know by now, a successful infection enables an NSO client to access everything on the device, including contacts, chat messages, and precise location. Pinetta's phone disappeared from the scene of his murder, so a forensic examination to determine if it was targeted or infected with spyware was not possible. The gunmen who murdered him could have learned of his location at a public car wash through means not related to NSO's technologies or its clients. But his attackers knew exactly where to find him, even though the hammock where he lay was not visible from the street. While the leak reveals phones that were selected as possible targets by NSO's government clients, it is not possible to say whether phones were successfully infected with spyware without forensic analysis of a device. However, the Guardian newspaper's investigation suggests that Pineda was selected as a possible target for Mexico's Ministry of Defense and is so his first client. Several state security forces are also believed to have access to spyware and close links between organized crime and politicians have prompted concerns that it could end up in the wrong hands. NSO's technology is not alone in Mexico. The country's 15-year war on drugs has coincided with a surveillance boom in which as many as two dozen companies are believed to have sold spyware to federal and state agencies. According to a former senior security official, no one knows how many sets of espionage equipment there are in the country, or who operates them. After Peña Nieto left power, Zeron was charged with offenses including embezzling of $50 million in state funds forced disappearance, and torture linked to the Ayotzinapa investigation. Last year, he fled to Israel despite the country's strict COVID travel ban at the time and claimed asylum. But officials say Interpol has issued an arrest warrant. Serron denies wrongdoing and claims the charges against him are politically motivated. Billions of dollars have been spent on weaponry and surveillance equipment supposedly to combat the drug cartels. But... The supply and demand for illegal drugs continue, and so does the violence and the misery. Since the war on drugs began in 2006, more than 300,000 Mexicans have died, and more than 80,000 are missing. The morgues and cemeteries are filled with tens of thousands of unidentified bodies. Almost a hundred people are being murdered every day. That's all for today on the Leo Podcast. I'm Kevin Munoz, and as always feel free to send me a message with your thoughts or with any interesting topic that you'd like to see covered. And for those of you on Patreon, I will see you there. Otherwise, I'll see you all in next week's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice. I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast, expressed or implied, are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.